This is In the News from the Irish Times. I'm Bernice Harrison. Irish Times reporter Ronan McGreevy, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm fine, fine, uh, uh, Bernice. Thanks very much. We've had a very eventful night and day here. With uh, There's a wildfire basically outside my balcony. I came home last night uh, at 8.30 from the beach and I just could see all this smoke on the horizon. And um, I actually thought it was clouds at the first instance, but then, I mean, the skies are so blue here. Uh, it was only when I got closer to the event that I realised that there were wildfires. That's the reason why we're talking to you, why we've interrupted your holiday, because you're on the Greek island of Corfu. where out-of-control wildfires led to the evacuation of 2,500 people, locals and tourists, over the weekend. Close up, it looked like hell on earth, to be honest. And, you know, there's a lot of fire. Uh, it was really bad. We got out on Saturday night and it was carnage at the airport. It was pretty terrible, though. But even that was dwarfed by the 19,000 evacuations on the Greek island of Rhodes, where wildfires had been raging for seven days. And you can see on the hill there, another huge fire is continuing to burn. Rhodes had been suffering under an intense heatwave for the best part of two weeks, a heatwave that has not just affected Greek islands, but all of southern Europe. And it's a very real example of how the climate emergency is changing temperatures. Even though it's slightly cooler, it's 38 degrees, it's still extremely hot. And it means when the wind is whipping around, it's fueling these fires. We've seen videos of hundreds of tourists abandoning their bags and leaving their hotels on foot to find safety. But tourists, by their nature, they, they come and go. And let's not forget the impact on the people of Rhodes who are suffering destruction of property and devastation of their landscape. And it's on fire five days now. And they have no control of the fire. We need help. So anybody from outside hearing, send help. Ronan, as we heard, Corfu is not as badly affected as Rhodes, but the situation there is extremely dramatic and dangerous, as you described. Um, you're, you're talking to us now. You're wearing your holidaymaker's hat, not your reporter's hat. Um, when did you get to Corfu and when did it become apparent that there was a problem? Well, I got here on Thursday night and the thing that really struck me was the blast of heat coming off the plane. It was, I mean, everybody, you always get that when you arrive in a hot destination, but it was it was difficult to breathe, actually. And it's been extremely hot here. I mean, not uh, hot as in you would expect hot, but um, very, very hot. Yesterday was a, a, a red uh, heat warning, which is the highest warning in Greece. I mean, it was 41 degrees here yesterday. It was just... It's very hot to go anywhere or do anything or just sit by the pool or in the evening time we went to the beach because there was a bit of shelter. But it's been extremely hot here. And obviously this is causing um, uh, uh, the the possibility of wildfires. Um, Corfu is a very, what struck me about this island compared to other uh, Greek islands is how green it is. I mean, it's green everywhere. There are trees everywhere. And... Obviously, um, that uh, creates in itself a problem um, for for Corfu because of the amount of dried vegetation that's around. So I was coming back from the beach around 8.30. I could see the smoke coming and it was coming from several different locations, as I recall. And um, I thought, oh, look at that. And of course, we started keeping an eye eye on it. And then 
as it started to get darker, it started to light up so you could see the flame. And the flames were actually covering the brow of the hill that was behind us. And I mean, everybody was out from their balconies looking at it and so on. And, and then we were getting these alerts on our phone and they weren't just like little pings. They were like, they were vibrating in our hands. Every one of us got, there was eight of us on holidays here. Every one of us got the same message that they were um, evacuating different places to Cassiope, where we are. We are actually on the northwest, uh, the furthest northwest um, part of uh, Corfu, which is the little fishing village of Cassiope. It's very pretty. And uh, the villages that were uh, evacuated were um, on the other side of the hill that's overlooking our balcony. So they were on the east side of the island, not the west side of the island, and in central Corfu and in the... Uh, in the west, southwest of us. So there were two alerts and in total it was 17 places. And I mean, basically from about 8.30 on until we went to bed after midnight, they, the fire trucks were uh, basically going in relays from Cassiopeia up to the top of the mountain, which I believe is the highest mountain here in Corfu. It's about 3,000 feet. So just to get there in itself is a, is a, is, is, um, is a feat. Ronan, it, it sounds, you know, from this distance, very frightening to be on a balcony and looking at fires at the mountain just above you. The people in in you, are, are you in a sort of a resort area? Are you in a, yeah. And do you get a sense that the people around you are thinking they should flee that, or are they, you just sort of watching at the moment? But we're watching at the moment. I mean, uh, I, I was partially anticipating as we all were that we would get the same alert and we'd have to leave our apartments there seems to be a fire break on the hill in front of us there's a lot of very sparse vegetation and i was kind of hoping having covered a few wildfires over the years for the irish times that perhaps that we were safe enough but the, but the houses involved here are only a couple of hundred yards from the source of the fire and i read online here in the greek media that um the north kofu um uh, mayor was saying that they were able to save all the houses there, you know, because and then because of the bravery of the firefighters and also because they had two firefighting planes out um, from early evening and and a helicopter. So you do get a sense, do you, that the authorities and the emergency services, that they're equipped to deal with this? Uh, yes, they are. I mean, this is obviously an issue for them that, that's going to crop up a lot. Obviously, given the dependence that they have on tourism, you can hear maybe in the background there some more sirens. Um, because of the, the, their dependency on tourism and because, you know, wildfires are very common in Greece, they have to deal with these in a very timely fashion before they run out of control. I mean, their livelihoods depend upon it. So I was really impressed with the the, the level of, um, the, the number of fire brigades that went past our house last night. And when I woke up this morning at eight o'clock, uh, you could see the, the, the um, helicopters dumping water on the fire. So what we have at the moment is white and smouldering. So it looks like it's out, but there are outbreaks of fire as well. So I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert on these sort of things, but I, I, I would... Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the authorities are keeping a, a, a very close eye here to make sure that people, to, that these fires don't break out here again, because it could be quite serious. Yeah, well, we're talking on Monday lunchtime and I'm reading reports here that the fires on Corfu are under control, which seems to be what, what, what you're saying. Do you have any sense that the hot weather is going to abate? You've talked about like 40, 41, 42 degrees, and I'm sure you're now glued to the weather reports. Well, I was hoping, I mean, uh, from what I've read, we had a red fire, red alert yesterday, which is the highest level, just like in Ireland, we have a red, orange and 
yellow. Today is orange. Yesterday evening was quite notably cooler than previously because Sunday was just stifling. It's very, very, very hot here today as well. Tomorrow and the next day is supposed to be hot and then it then it becomes drier and uh, um, uh, cooler on Thursday and Friday and started going by the forecast. But it's all relative. I mean, we're talking 32, 33 degrees here as opposed to, um, you know, what it was here, which was 40 yesterday. And uh, I mean, even people who live here think it's very hot at the moment so um i mean there's I'm, I'm reading in the pay press here that it's 17 days of uh of, of of a heat wave which is unprecedented for greece obviously to get hot weather during the, the the summertime but this is this is incredible and it is very very hot but the worst part of it all obviously for people in corfu is that it's dry and that's that's going to be the problem now there is one other thing i i, I should note that what what struck me about yesterday was the fact that there were three locusts of fire so they weren't all in the the same place and I read uh, in the press here that the North Cor- Corfu mayor says that he believes that the fire was started deliberately um, so that this is arson who would commit this arson is beyond me I mean it's just it's it's suicidal stuff but that's what I'm, I'm reading in the local press here um, but I have to commend the, the, the Greek firefighters I mean the heat here is just unbearable how they do it is beyond me but I guess that's their job you know now, the last time we met was only last week in the office and we were looking out at the rain and you were talking about your upcoming holiday to Greece. Did you, and at that time we knew there were fires on some of the islands, did you at that time think, you know what, maybe we shouldn't go? No, no, I never did. And, uh, you know, you have to take your chances. This is, this, is, this is going to be, I suspect this is going to be all our lots from now on. You know, you book a holiday in South in Southern Europe, and you know, you, there's always you always take your chances with a holiday. So no, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have stopped me. And I wouldn't. I would. I would say to people not to not come to Corfu because I mean they've done a great job putting out this fire here, and the airport is a long, long way from here. I mean, it's a good forty, fifty minutes in a taxi, and I mean it's a big island. This right. I mean, like it's 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 you know it's probably 60 70 kilometers from north to south so um you know if you're in the south of the island you may, might not even see the fire but if you're in the north and even across and we were only three miles as crow flies to albania people were taking photographs of the fire here from albania so um yeah it's it's it's, it's localized at the moment but hopefully it won't get any worse than this but like i said you, you know get your travel insurance and cross your fingers because this is this may well be the future for us you know you don't think this is going to make you think twice about going somewhere in the Mediterranean during high season? Well, I was just saying yesterday, I, I don't know if I think I could take this heat again. I mean, we were in Puglia last year, there was the same level of heat. You know, there's a nice level of heat that you can take. Um, we, we've been unlucky in the sense that we've hit two heat waves in successive summers in July. So um, I might think about twice about that. But, you know, it's going to be pot luck with with wildfires you know you're just going to have to take your chances um with them um but maybe maybe the future of tourism and i'm riffing here is that you know maybe, maybe cooler destinations are, are going to get a moment out of this i don't know but it wouldn't stop me no definitely not i'd, t- I'd take my chances again but i'd make sure i'd have travel insurance so do you think that it's time we start to reass- reassess our holidays you know given the foot- carbon footprint involved in flying the risks presented by this new climate reality, you know, you're going to have quite a bit of time to think about this because presumably you're going to have to stay indoors a lot on your holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's it. I mean, people will, be, I mean, pe- people will be very reluctant to give up their summer holidays. Let's face it, their summer holidays. Um, it's just not something that a lot of people contemplate. That's being honest about it. 
um, you know, unless there is a possibility. I mean, if travel if travel companies were to allow sort of mitigation that you could, um, you know, you could offset your carbon in some way by planting trees or that they buy forests or whatever, I don't know. But I don't think it's going to stop people traveling, especially after COVID. I mean, everybody wanted to get out and about after COVID. So it's a brave person really that says, look, I'm never going abroad again because of all of this. I know some people do it, but I think they're in the minority. Ronan, stay safe and thanks for taking the time out of your holiday to talk to us. Well, we've just had a statement in from the holiday operator TUI. Uh, we have cancelled all outbound flights to roads up to and including Friday the 28th of July and have also cancelled all outbound flights for customers travelling to impacted hotels up to and including Sunday the 30th of July. All customers due to travel on these flights will receive full refunds. According to a report for the European Travel Commission published last week, 8% of European travellers are now worried about extreme weather. It found that when compared with last year, Mediterranean destinations have seen a 10% drop in visitors and that destinations such as Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Ireland and Denmark are experiencing a surge in popularity. This, the report said, can be attributed to travellers seeking out less crowded destinations and milder temperatures. That's all for today. I'm Bernice Harrison. This episode was produced by Declan Conlon. In the news, we'll be back soon.